वी आर डूइंग द उद्धव गीता लास्ट मैसेज ऑफ श्री कृष्णा चैप्टर फोर नाउ वी हैड कंप्लीटेड वर्स सेवेंटीन सो वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग फ्रॉम वर्स एटीन ऑनवर्ड्स दिस इज चैप्टर फोर फ्रॉम द उद्धव गीता द लास्ट मैसेज ऑफ श्री कृष्णा वर्स एटीन ही द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड ऑफ द हाई एंड लो रिमेन्स एज अ मास ऑफ ट्रांसेंडेंट नॉलेज एंड ब्लिस known as the absolute and without attributes so here sri krishna is discussing this issue with uddhava whereas tatatre in the form of an avduta is talking to yadu so what is he saying he is giving us now the genesis of how this universe began or how this material world came into existence so in the first case he has given us an idea about the principle of sattva how it puts out the different kinds of you know powers and so on and so forth that we did last time so during this the next verse that is 18 which we are doing right now he is saying that the supreme lord is giving out from the lowest to the highest from the highest to the lowest whichever way you look at it what exactly is happening over here he is giving the idea that the lowest of the creatures to the highest of the creatures means the more evolved creatures the evolved beings to the lowest of the beings their differentiation is in the knowledge let us look at today's world outside and you will see that when we look at a bird an animal a worm how does these creatures look to us they have very low intellect the intellect that is necessary only for the purpose of existence whereas the rest of the things if you ask them any question regarding spirituality or any other knowledge nobody will know so this is the truth which we have to know the creatures which are very low on the scale they were their knowledge is going to be the lowest so then we come to the next part which is called bliss now wh- why is this bliss it is sat chit ananda remember when we say the word sat chit ananda we are discussing about how the brahma is the brahma is full of bliss so who is able to achieve bliss the only creature who is able to achieve bliss is called a human being even the gods or the demons they have a difficulty in achieving this so the satchidananda achievement can only be possible way with the human being so the verse is he the supreme lord of the high and the low remains as a mass of transcendent knowledge and bliss known as the absolute without attributes so i have given you the high and the low the way the creatures are divided what kind of an intellect do they have so on and so forth but when we are trying to understand the divinity 
what is this divinity this supreme divine consciousness what exactly it is it is just a mass let us say just a being which has only existence at that point in time but it doesn't have any attributes it doesn't have any kind of attributes like color power I mean, just imagine all those things if you put together how does it look it looks like as if it's a colorless being without any hands legs so on and so forth there is no question of sense of smell touch hmm? no mind also so this is a kind of a supreme divine consciousness is be before the entire issue evolves into what is called as a manifest domain i know today's lesson is very tough can't be helped so <laughs> we have to go about it as slowly as possible so i'm going to try to cover as much as i can in today's day let us see so we are doing verse 19 uddhav gita o queller of force he through his transcendent power of time stirs into activity his maya consisting of the three gunas and through that projects first this sutra now when we say the sutra over here what exactly is the sutra remember i told you visualize or imagine something like there is nothing there from the nothing comes something what is this something so if i say the divine lord is sleeping on the ocean of time you remember the snake which we discussed he was sleeping on the ocean on the white ocean and on a snake called time imagine it is just an imagination we are thinking that there is an entity which is like that from him comes something now this something cannot be addressed by any name so it is called as the sutra it is called in other terminologies as brahma the brahma comes into existence the lord with time together he starts getting up now i am going to get up so when he gets up with the power of his thought process called maya he creates an entity we can't even call it an entity because it doesn't have form it doesn't have any kind of a form per se we call it brahma there is something out there but i do not know what it is imagine something like that it is just a way of thinking i'll give you an analogy you are sleeping very soundly in your bed suddenly you are woken up 
can you say where you are or can you have any idea of what you are doing you suddenly wake up and when you wake up the world is out there and that state of illusion where you don't know think that as brahma think like that it is that brahma which i do not understand where am i what am i doing where oh did i get up suddenly my, my eyes are open something like that so this state is the brahma but it is mixed with the three gunas remember always the first thing is the three gunas it is mixed around with the three gunas there is always the goodness which is the sattva there is activity there is the second one called rajas then the third one is inertia all these three are bundled together it's like a package deal and in this package deal you are getting the whole thing together so brahma consists of all these things okay so we'll move to the next verse This is chapter four, Uddhav Gita, verse twenty. The sages describe this manifestation of the prakriti, that is the sutra, as projecting the universe in which the universe is strung, and through which the jiva transmigrates. We come to the next stage. This Brahma is getting projected. it's thrown out so the divine lord is sleeping he wakes up the moment he wakes up he throws the world out the moment he throws the world out it comprises of the sattva rajas and tamas guna but along with it what is happening he is projecting out the universe that is the entire creation is projected out like i said i am going to give you an example of your own self when you wake up suddenly when you wake up remember just before you wake you woke up there was nothing there maybe you are dreaming or maybe you are not dreaming just imagine there was nothing there it was all darkness and when you open your eyes like this what happened the whole world appears everything appears can you say things start appearing one by one oh first the fan appears and then the television appears <laughs> you think that is how it works or everything appears simultaneously so imagine in the world of this lord in the divine world the things start appearing they can get visible they can be understood they are a kind of a tangible thing has started appearing think about it like that objects appear you are sleeping on a bench instead of your bed <gasps> i was sleeping on a bench the bench appears you see that the fan is off somebody has switched off the fan you got the point 
the door is open. The next thought is, the door is open. I normally close it. So the door has appeared. Did you get the point? And suppose you were feeling very hot and sweaty. Oh, it's so hot. Immediately the thought has come. So the idea about the body has entered into the picture. So did you see each and every object around you has come in existence? But prior to that when you are asleep, the world didn't exist. That was one example. Another example is of a baby who is in the womb. The baby in the womb cannot see anything. You think the eyes are open? No, maybe the eyes are closed, tight shut like this and it is suspended in a sack. And the baby is coming out of the womb. The moment the baby is out, eh, you know that kind of a loud noise that she will make. And then she will, you know, opening the eyes like this and looking at some creature standing over there. Alien creatures are standing over there, mommy, daddy. <laughs> Maybe there are doctors with, you know, those blue things around its mouth and headgear and all that. Can you imagine you are a baby and you are just coming out of the womb and you look at all these creatures, you open your eyes and you look at all these creatures, imagine how it feels. And then the white light on top of you, huh? the white light on top of you, <laughs> all these are alien things to you and you are experiencing them for the first time. When we talk of Narayana, Narayana is the first one. And when the first one is out creating this universe, this is exactly how it is. So it is no other way. Everything is so alien, so different. There is a very little way of understanding how it is or what it is. Narayana knows because, well, he is Narayana. But the baby, for it, everything is strange. And then on top of it, it has to bawl ah, like that, loudly. And then somebody will come and give one type, you know, you all that thing which happens on the maternity you know, in place where the childbirth happens. Imagine all that. Here we are talking exactly like that. The universe comes out. Now when the universe comes out, you can even think of the Big Bang. Just imagine the Big Bang also. From a point source, the universe has projected itself out. Boom! Like that. There's an explosion. It has exploded. Or maybe something has come out. Then it goes like different, different directions. And it is as if the objects are put over there on a string. Is anything holding them up? Can you imagine something is holding it on top? Like a chandelier and there is one string, another string, another string, another string and then yeah, and he's going like this, like this, like this, like this. Huh? Can you imagine this kind of a thing? 
No. But that is exactly how it appears. All these universes are as if woven on a string, which is an invisible string. Nobody understands this. Maybe science will tomorrow try to give us some kind of an explanation how this works. Maybe the gravitational force or this force or that force. I wouldn't even know what forces are there. But think like that. It is something which keeps you held up. On that, there is one planet, maybe Earth. In that planet, there are oceans and rivers and mountains and you name it everything is there and in that there are creatures animals birds and there are human beings all this is kind of a projection okay so on this earth the human beings are born and the human beings populate the earth Populate the earth. And when they populate the earth, what happens? They will be born and they will die. Birth and death. After death, they will go back to earth, maybe. Okay? But then does the cycle end over there? No. Transmigration happens. That means birth after birth, after birth, and so many births happen. All this happens because of the Lord's Maya is at play. For you also, this is a phenomena which happens in your life, but you do not realize it. Think every single day you go to sleep. When you go to sleep, you shut off the world. Every day, you shut off the world. Next morning, when you open your eyes, the world appears back again. So where did the world go when you were fast asleep? And you say where the world went when you were fast asleep? Hmm? Think, you are an owner of a departmental store. Hmm? You are shutting the store at say 10 p.m. and you go home and you come back next morning at 8 a.m. Right? Was the store in existence during that time? The answer is, yes, yes, of course, the store was existing very much there. What happened in that store? Can you say what happened in the store during that time? You will say, I put up CCTV cameras. No. Just think, what did happen during that time? There are no CCTV cameras. Nothing is there. Let us think like that. Imagine, imagine what happened. I don't know is the answer. Did you get the point? The idea is I don't know. Why? My eyes were closed. I was sleeping. I was at home. 
What happened in the store? No idea. This is what happens. So the rebirth, it's like a cycle. Every morning you wake up, every morning the world appears, every morning the world appears, till the time you die. Okay? Do you think after your death the world is not going to appear? It's very much going to be there, see? The only thing is you are not there. So who is this you who is not there? The one who existed during that particular point in time is not there. Now I gave you an, an example of the departmental store. You are working in the departmental store. So every morning when you lock it, you know, every evening when you lock it and then you go back home, then you come next morning, you open it with your keys and the store is there and everything is there. It appears. So every day it appears and disappears, appears and disappears. Now a day comes when you are kicked out of that store. You are told from tomorrow you don't come because you have lost your job. So the next morning do you think at 8 o'clock you are going to see the store back again? No. It doesn't appear for you. This is an example to tell you that when you are alive this world appeared. When you died, when you died, you lost the job. But is the world there? Of course, the departmental store is there still and the world is still there. Except that you lost it. So think like that. You have lost your job. But does it mean that you are going to stop working? No. You may join another place. Right? You may join a restaurant. So the restaurant appears and disappears. Till the time you get thrown out of the restaurant and you join somewhere else. So every time when this cycle happens in our life, there's a birth, there's a death, and then there is a birth, then there is a death, then there is a birth, then there is a death. This is the constant cycle of birth and death which happens, which is called transmigration. First, you may be a store sales clerk. The second time, you may be a restaurant manager. Hmm? The third time, you might be an automobile sales engineer. We don't know. So every time the, the, the cap that you are wearing is going to be different. It is not going to be the same one. It is going to be different. Maybe you will join as a salesman in another company, but doesn't mean that it's the same one. So it appears that every time when you transmigrate, the world appears back again. The world appears back again. But your role differs. Your role differs. And what you have come there for cannot be understood. Got it? So this is what it means. We are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 4. The verse is 21. As the spider spreads its web from its heart to the mouth and after play, playing with it, swallows it again. So the Lord also does with the universe. It is exactly the way how this world is created and goes back. It's when you go to sleep, this world disappears. When you wake up again, the world appears. Something like that. So imagine the Lord, He is projecting the universe out at the break of the dawn, when he opens his eyes and when he closes them, the world again comes to an end. 
So the Lord is also performing the same kind of action. So the universe is created and destroyed, created and destroyed, created and destroyed. It doesn't mean that it gets destroyed. Remember the, the store analogy? The store is not getting destroyed. It's still there somewhere. Similarly, that restaurant is there somewhere. So these things appear and disappear, appear and disappear when the eyes are open. Narayan's case, an example given over here, is of a spider. The spider weaves the web and then at the end of it, swallows it back again. Right? So something like that. It's an example. Zuddhav Gita chapter 4 verse 22 On whatever object a corporeal being may concentrate his whole mind with his intellect either through love or through hate or through fear he attains that form of that very object. This is an extremely important verse for us to understand about life. This verse will take time. Dattatraya is explaining to Yadu, which Krishna is repeating it to Uddhava. See the importance of this verse. Verse 22 from chapter 4 of the Uddhava Gita says, On whatever object a corporeal being may concentrate his whole mind with his intellect, Either through love or through hate or through fear, he attains that very form of that very object. I will start with some examples in our life. Let us say there is a person that you hate the most. If you hate a person to that extent and it eats up your mind constantly. Now constantly doesn't mean that that person is in front of you so you get irritated. No. Even the thought of that person, even the name of the person or even just a reference to it creates that animosity or that hatred. Please remember this verse at that time. You are going to become that. The hatred, the animosity, the anger that you may have in that person, you are going to become that person. Did you get it? Why would you want to do that? Suppose you hate another woman or another man. You don't like him or her. Maybe it's your own husband. Maybe it's a friend who turned into a foe. Maybe it's your own child. Maybe it's your own mother or father. Or some politician or some policeman or somebody like that. 
and you hate that person from the bottom of your heart. Isn't that the first person you don't want to be? Huh? Think. That is not the person you want to become. But because you keep on thinking, your mind and your intellect, you are bringing that entity back into your life as you. Suppose there is a person, now we say a Ravana or Hitler or some Saddam Hussein or somebody like that. You may think of some name and you feel that this is the worst creature that you have ever met in your life and you keep on hating. I hate that person, I hate that person, I hate that person, I hate that person. And you have some kind of an animosity against that person. Whatever the person might have done, they might have put you in a in a concentration camp or they might have hung you upside down or they might have cheated you or they might have lied to you or they might have done anything. But the thought of theirs coming to you constantly, whenever the person comes in front of you, when it is mentioned, when you see the name, the picture, the object is referred to, any time when this object appears and you have that linkage with that person, you are guaranteeing 100% a life of that person in your next, I don't know how many, 10,000 lives. Congratulations to you. You hated your husband so much because he was torturing you. And he and the thought kept on coming and nagging you and you kept on, kept on doing that. You are going to become your husband. Well, you didn't want to meet him in your next life or the next or the next. But he is going to be constantly with you. Why? Because you have become that person. I got, you got the point? So this is a point called hatred. Now let us look at love. Okay? If you love some object, there are people in this world, I love my dog. They live with their dog, they live with their parrot, they live with the creatures, they live with certain things and they have a love for an object. There are some people in this world who will not go without that object anywhere. It might be a cushion, you know, cushion. I like to take my cushion everywhere. I like to take my teddy bear. I love my teddy bear. I love my husband. I love my child. Oh, you love your child. You see, if your child turns out to be a serial rapist or a murderer and you love your child, Congratulations, you are going to become exactly that person in your next life. How would you like that? Hmm? The same person you are going to become. Whomsoever you love so much and you keep on thinking of that person constantly, you are going to become that person. Now this verse is not giving an idea how you become. 
It is just telling you, just accept the fact that you are going to become that. That is a last terminal sentence. You were told, don't touch that knife, it's going to cut your finger. How it's going to cut your finger is not being mentioned, but you are going to anyway cut your finger. What the point? It is a, it's a very clear cut understanding that you are going to become that object. So any corporeal being, that is you. If you concentrate your mind and your thoughts and your intellect on this X, Y, Z, whether in love or hatred or in fear, you know, fear is another big factor. How does the fear appear? Suppose you have a very imposing father. Your father takes a big cane and beats you or treats you with disrespect, does all kinds of things to you. And you are always afraid of him or you always hate him. Okay, something like that is happening in your life. When the same person, when he comes home, you are afraid. When he goes out, you are a little, ah, thank God he's gone out. But yet you are thinking he will be back in an hour. You see that thought is there constantly. Or you might have done some crime and you are thinking of the police. The police is going to come. They are going to catch me. Oh, this is going to happen. That is going to happen. Right? Or you have robbed something or you have eaten something which you are not supposed to. You have done something in your life which you are not supposed to. Right? You might have robbed something. Like I said, you, know, you might have picked something up from somewhere. Imagine that. Or some kind of a wrong activity you have done. Does it nag you constantly? I should not have done that. I should not have done that. I should not have. It keeps on nagging you constantly. You might have copied in your examination. Or you might have written, you know, something which you are not supposed to write. And it is constantly eating you up. Your mind keeps on going to that subject back. Back back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Just like I gave an example of an over-oppressive father. Every time when you think, oh my God! And when you grow up also, you are still thinking of the same father. My father used to treat me like this. My father, he used to beat the hell out of me. My father was a very bad person. My father was like this. My father was like that. And just the thought of him creates that kind of a feeling, the ill feeling or some kind of a feeling. It could be fear also. Please understand this. You are going to become that person in your next life. The end result is you are going to become your father and your father is going to become you. So you can oppress him in your next life. It is a repay, you know, pay back, pay back. And please understand this. Krishna is telling Uddhava this. Who is saying? 
Krishna is telling this story to Uddhava and Yadu is telling, I am sorry, Dattatraya is telling this story to Yadu. Does the Yadu not know? Is he a realized being? Is the Yadu not under the Chhatrachaya of Dattatraya? Do you think Uddhava is not being, you know, is, is, he a, is he not a very dear friend of Krishna? He is. Uddhava is the dearest friend of Krishna. Why is Krishna not saying that I will take care of you? Think. Why is he not saying that you are under my control? Don't worry about it. Nothing is going to happen to you. Is he saying something like that? No. This is a teaching which person needs to understand. The control of the mind and the intellect is in your hands. Do you want to become your own rapist? Do you want to become your own, you know, person who does atrocities or torture to you? Why do you want to get into the same relationship which you hated it from the beginning? You want to become that person? So if you have a very, very oppressive husband, next life you are going to become that husband and your husband is going to become that wife. You understand? And you are going to oppress that person. Why would you want to do that? Why you want to meet the same person over and over and over and over again? The same idiot in your life. If your father is such a torturous person, why do you want to keep on thinking and bring him back to life again and again and again and again? Again, when you say, I love this person, I love that person, I cannot leave that person, I cannot do this, I cannot do this. I love my child so much, I love my mother, I love my father. What are you talking about? The same person is going to become your child. Think about it. The same person is going to become your child. And you think that this love is going to get reciprocated or you are going to get it back? How do you know that other person's mind? How do you know that other person's mind? Think of it. You don't know. You see, you love your mother too much. Let us say. Okay, think. I want you to think very carefully. I love my mother so much. And you love your mother to that extent that constantly she keeps on coming to your mind and your thoughts and your intellect. In your next life, you are going to become your mother. Okay? The mother of yours. So if mother is A and you are B, you are going to become A in your next life. Alright? And your mother in this life will become your child. I want you to think like this. Think. Visualize. In this life, you were an actually an unwanted child. You were an unwanted baby. The mother hated that man who did whatever to her and you were born. You don't even know that you were an unwanted child. 
this woman whom you call as your mother is feigning that she loves you think but she has never let you understand that she loves you as she hates you she doesn't but she behaves very nicely with you i want you to think about it so in your next life you are also going to do the exactly the same because it is a return what you get you have to return so in your next life you are going to have an unwanted child which you will have to love come whatever may because you have no choice now tell me do you like this relationship can you read any person's mind can you read any person's thoughts you cannot read any person's minds or thoughts then why are you interested in loving hating or liking another person why are you not neutral so the verse says these words on whatever object a corporeal being may concentrate his mind with his intellect either through love number 1 through hatred number 2 number 3 is fear he attains that form of that very object he becomes exactly that person or that form all right how is it explained verse 23 says o king the cockroach being confined by a brahmara kita within a wall thinks and thinks of that till it attains a form partly resembling that of the insect without discarding its own there is a creature which is inside the wall it is looking at that creature outside keeps on looking either with fear or with love or with hatred i don't like that creature i don't like that creature i don't like that creature i don't like that so every time when it looks out oh my god that creature is there oh my god the creature is there keeps on thinking 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 after few days the creature inside which we are calling as cockroach becomes that creature outside did you get the point i have not offered any solution in this okay today's day i am not going to offer a solution how you cannot become that creature i have just cautioned you in today's satsang that please do not take the name or a thought or keep it in your mind of another entity so much as a hatred or a like or a love or fear do not get so much attached to that other person or creature or object so much it could be your dog also it could be your father also it could be an enemy also it could be anybody you are going to become that would you like to become that so we have come to the end of verse 23 we are going to stop over here and i want you to think hard what i have said what datatraya has explained to yadu which krishna is explaining to his best friend
ओके उद्धवा डो नॉट पुट योर माइंड योर थॉट्स एंड योर इंटेलेक्ट ऑन अनदर ऑब्जेक्ट और अ पर्सन होम यू लाइक लव हेट और फियर इफ यू डू दैट यू आर गोइंग टू ट्रांसफॉर्म योर सेल्फ इन टू दैट पर्सन ऑब्जेक्ट और अ थिंग and this is on a cautionary note i'm going to end over here so i'll see you all tomorrow maybe there is a solution so be ready for that take care you have a very good day bye